and welcome to another edition of How Good Is Rugby League. My name is Emmanuel Penklis and joining me as always is Michael Corbin. Michael. Emmanuel, how are you? It has been a, uh, it's been a bit of a quiet week in the NRL. Not too many headlines. You know, a bit of silence and it's always a troubling sign. Yeah, it's, it is very unnerving. And then probably, you know, as the day went on today, little bits and pieces just sort of leaked and, and, and appeared and were just, you know. Um, anyway, yeah, as you said, things happen. So um, why don't you get us started? What's happened this week? Yeah, yeah. so I, I messaged you yesterday being like, what, what do we need to fill this podcast with something? There's, there's not much news happening in the NRL. And then first thing I read this morning when I wake up is, Blake Green is effective immediately, has signed with the Knights. Great signing by the Newcastle Knights. It means Kurt Mann will shift to number nine uh, and Blake Green will play number six, which will really help them. I think it's a great work. And then, you know, rugby league doesn't stay quiet for too much longer and we have another sex tape scandal. Now. (laughs) Now. Fortunately, the player at the centre of this scandal doesn't seem to be at fault. It seems like it was a bit of a revenge incident from his girlfriend. So that's what we've heard so far. It, that could be could be proven otherwise. But unfortunately, Katoni Staggs' uh, sex tape has been leaked. Yeah. Um, I don't want to go near this, but all I'm going to say is um, there's going to be an investigation into when this took place, um, which I think creates its own problems because if... Protocol has been breached. I don't think it should be on the basis of um, using the illegal illegal distribution of the sex tape as proof. But um, that's all I really want to say about that. And because so because we had this whole period where we thought it was going to be a quiet week, uh, we did put out the call. Topical, I thought, because Nathan Cleary's um, off-field incidents earlier in the season, uh, we all remember the famous TikTok video uh, Michael has tried to emulate it countless times. Um, we all remember the infamous. <laughs> we all remember the infamous video, um, and it appears that it has cost him six Dally M points. Uh, seems to be the t- discussion around the place. The best and fairest, of course, the Dally M award, which I would assume is purely for on-field performance. So a bit controversial, but it got us thinking. The Dally M team was named now. Who would you have in it? First of all, try to. I nailed it. <laughs> Second, <laughs> Second, yeah, I, uh, I've, I've put together a team that I think would be the Dally M team of the year at this point in the season. And for, so starting at fullback, I've gone Clint Gutherson. Yeah. Yep. I think he's been fantastic for Parramatta. Uh, especially when Mitch Moses was out, he was he was steering the ship for them. They got a couple big wins in that uh, in that period, especially against the Raiders. Uh, wingers, I have gone uh, going Brett Morris. I know it's a bit of a homer pick. I think he's been fantastic. Someone who I had really close though is Sione Katoa from the Sharks. <clears throat> I think he's been fantastic on that wing, and he scored a lot of tries off the back of Sean Johnson, who make make an appearance later on in my list. Uh, center, I was I was really I really wanted to pick Stephen Crichton, but Joey Manu on the weekend made two plays that I don't think any other center in the league can make. Uh, he yep. chased he chased down 
who was it from the Titans? Uh, I can't remember who, but he chased them down from the other wing and created... Oh, it was Philip Sammy, uh, absolutely cracking uh, try-saving tackle. And then he plucked the, he picked the ball out of the air with one hand, fended off three players and put the ball down all in one motion. So I'm, I'm sticking with Joe Manu. Uh, another homer pick, I guess, but he's been fantastic this year. At 5'8", I don't think he can go past uh, Luke Keery. He's been he's had the ball on the string for the Roosters and has been uh, instrumental in a lot of those wins where you know we just need something and he just pulls something out of nothing. Uh, but a player who are two players who I really want to mention at a five eight spot: uh, Sean Johnson, who's been fantastic for the Sharks, and Dylan Brown for the Parramatta Eels has been really good. Another player who stepped up when Mitchell Moses was out and he's coming along uh, really strong in his second year in the league. Uh, 5'8", uh, halfback's Nathan Cleary. It's, yep. it's an easy pick. He's been, the, he's been the most dominant player in the NRL this season. He's, he's absolutely killing it, and he's the reason why the Panthers are at the top of the table. Prop, I've gone Junior Paulo. Uh, he's been, yeah, he's, he's been absolutely fantastic. <laughs> um, and second, I've gone Papali, because it's Papali. He, he's... Every week, you know what you're going to get out of him. Uh, hooker. I'm going to surprise you here, Emmanuel. You're going to go uh, Harry Grant. No, I'm not <laughs> going to go Harry Grant. That's a surprise. Oh. I'm going oh, Cameron what? Smith. Melbourne, yeah, a sec- Melbourne is second. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's Cameron Smith. He's, he's incredible. Yeah. Shout out to Cameron McInnes as well. You know, losing, you know, a team that's struggling this year has just been phenomenal. And he's played most of his minutes at Hooker. Second row, I'm going Bill Kikau. Not much needs to be said there. Panthers are killing it, and he's a big reason why. And lock, I've gone Isaiah Yo, again from the Panthers, who's been really strong in that forward pack. And <clears> Coach <throat> Ivan Cleary. Yep. Okay, so um, I've got a few similar to you. So fullback, I've gone Gutherson. Yep. Uh, I think his, his form has been absolutely incredible this year. Uh, if we're talking about the team of the year, I really think he has lit up the park this year at fullback. Um, so he he takes takes it for me there. Um, he's looking, I think, career best form, combining really well with his halves, uh, finding space, looking dangerous with the ball, and being quite creative with the football. Uh, his kicking game looks much better. Um, so I've gone Guthard fullback on the wing. I've gone Sevo, who has had a very strong season. I mean, it's easy when you you're in a side that's doing well, but I thought he's looked really good. He's great in defence. He's very aggressive. He knocked out Tedesco. We, we know he's got strength. He's got raw power. Um, very exciting to watch and, and playing a great role in that Parramatta team. Um, centre, I've gone the same as you. I've gone Joey Manu. I just think he can do some things with the football that no other player in the comp can do. Um, he's freakishly talented. He's great to watch. He's good in attack. He's good in defence. He's a great support player. He pops up in random places in the field. Um, He's absolutely awesome for the Roosters. And I think uh, without Luttrell in the centres as well, he's taken his game to another level um, and he's being utilised more. So uh, for me, I've gone Manu as well. Now, 5'8", I probably didn't give enough thought to Luke Keary given the team. So I don't know. I I put Munster. Uh, For me, I think Cameron Munster has been awesome this year. Uh, I loved watching him on the on the weekend. Uh, Smith went off and he took complete control of that game and that team. Uh, he's got this enormous left foot kicking game. He's he's 
He's aggressive in defence. He can create something out of nothing. Um, I think he's great to watch. He's the, definitely the, if he's not the presence of the club, he's definitely the future of that club. And I think here he is a great uh, complementary half and really sort of combines well with whoever is halfback with him. Um, but I think Munster has just sort of, he's had a few halfbacks there, but Munster has really been able to just take control of the team uh, and lead them around. And, and he's, he's, he's not afraid to make that big decision in play that, that really can mix things up in a game and, and turn the game as well. The halfback, I've gone like you, I've gone um, Nathan Cleary. It's a no-brainer. He's phenomenal. He's critical to Penrith's success this season. Uh, especially because they are lacking a playmaker at fullback, which I think will possibly um, be a disadvantage to Penrith as we come into the back end of the season. Um, but at the moment, he's going amazingly well and Penrith are riding high. But Cleary definitely gets it for, for me. Um, look, Hooker, oh, I'm so torn because it should be Smith, but I, I have to give it to Harry Grant because it's wow. just a, a breakout. It's a breakout season for it. If he doesn't get Hooker of the Year, he gets Rookie of the Year anyway. But oh, it's been a break. It's it's been a breakout season. He's he's amazing. Um, he's out for the Tigers, and I think they're really going to struggle without him. But it, in fairness, it is like watching Cameron Smith of fifteen years ago. Anyway, I mean, his mannerisms when he, he picks the ball up and passes it and looks around and chooses his next play. There's a lot of a lot of Cameron Smith in him. But um, I think you know. I think he's been great for the Tigers. Uh, he's part of the reason I really enjoy watching them. He's definitely the reason you like watching football these days. So, um, <laughs> you know, I just think I think he's 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 awesome to watch. Um, but it, yeah, you're right. It's, it's very hard to go past Cameron Smith. But hey, I'm going to do it. So um, because I also think if Cameron is out for a, a few more weeks, although Harry's out as well, that's coincidental. But it, it could have an impact on that position. Um, special mention probably needs to go to Coruscant too, who I think has definitely been a major part in the, um, Penrith's attack transformation this season. They struggled to score last year and now they're piling on points like there's no tomorrow. Um, so, but yeah, I'm going for Harry Grant. He, I've loved watching him. For my prop, I'm going Campbell Gillard. You've got the other Parramatta prop. Yeah, I thought he, I think he's been amazing. I loved his try a couple of weeks ago. It absolutely lit the place up. It was a 50-meter run by a prop. Um, he's running some amazing meters. He's found form. He's much more comfortable um, at Parramatta now, which is great to see. Um, and uh, the coach is really getting a lot out of him there. Um, yeah, I, I think he's playing really well. Huge meters, and um, it's, a, it's a massive pack. And, and he, in a pack that big, he's still managing, I think, to shine quite well. So... I've gone for Campbell Gillard there. Now, what am I up to? Second row. I don't, yeah, look, I would have thought Madison, probably. I think he's been playing really well. He, another one. I, I know it's, it's hard when it's a team this bit like this that's doing that well to fill the positions like that, but I think he's had a really good season for Parramatta. Um, he seems much more comfortable since that year at the Tigers. It, it's... Yeah, it, it's a strong role. He, he's, a, he's a premiership winning player playing in a team looking to win a premiership. Um, he's been really strong. And um, I look, I think he's been really impressive. I think that um, he's a great another piece to the puzzle for Parramatta. Um, um, but 
then I don't know, Kikau was the other one I was going for. So I'm a bit, I'm a bit torn. There's one other name I'd like to throw in there, which is Wade Graham has been fantastic for the Sharks. Especially on yeah. that, like whenever he gets a ball, you know something special can happen because he's basically a five-eight standing out at the second row position. So yeah, he was another player yeah. I considered as well. And Sharks have been playing well. And that, I, yeah. I, like, if, if you watch that Broncos game on Friday night, his effort on that short dropout to chase a ball and get it back for his team put them over the top. So yeah, he's been fantastic. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And then um, at lock. Look, I'm going to... He's battling in a losing... In a consistently losing team, but I'm going to go for Jason Tamalolo. I just think he's awesome. He's a freak. He's a machine. Yeah. It's the basic choice, but, um, you know, I'd want him in my team any day of the week. And coach of the year... Coach of the year, I'm going to go for Brad Arthur. Because... He was my, he was my second. I'm, I'm rewarding here a coach that has really ridden the roller coaster. Uh, he's taken them to the top four. He's got a wooden spoon with them. He's, he's in the top four again. Um, definite tilt at the premiership. And I, I think that, you know, he's ridden the highs and lows with them. And I, I think for, for that, he definitely does, would deserve this award if Para were to make uh, a massive play um, in the finals series. So they're our teams. Yep. And uh, some other some to... other players. Yeah, some other players that were tossed up. Delphin Nukin at lock was a great pick. Uh, he's he's always consistent for the Storm. Oh, David we Nuffle didn't do would... rookie. We didn't do didn't rookie, rookie. Corbs. But I would have gone for Harry Grant. But um, uh, yeah, it's an easy choice for me, Harry Grant. Yeah, but we got um, George Saff messaged in, and reckons Brabham best. Um. But yeah. admitted yeah. admitted it was a controversial choice. So. He's also probably <laughs> out for the rest of the season, or yeah. close to, unfortunately. Nice words continue. Yeah, nice words continue. Yeah, Bradman Best. David Nofalum has also been fantastic on the wing for the Tigers. Found a bit of form. He was in and out of the team last year. Uh, it's good to see him back in first grade because he is one of the best finishers in the competition. Yeah. And um, Maxie Evans, our biggest fan, messaged in and thought Adam O'Brien should have been should be a contender for Coach of the Year. But then he said it's got to go to Cleary. But um, I think for me, it depends when Newcastle finish. I think Newcastle have to finish in the four for um, O'Brien to get that. Yeah, agreed. I, I would have also thrown in Anthony C, but oh wait, I won't do that. Oh, I'm not even going to touch that conversation. <laughs> Souths are playing Brisbane this weekend. I need some good karma. <laughs> you, know, well, you know you're going to win the media battle already, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, we have the master coach. All right. Let's get into round 13, Emmanuel. There has been a... Oh, there's so many changes in the teams this week. So many, so many teams are players have been rested, players have been dropped who you didn't think would be dropped. There's a lot going on, a lot to unpack. It all starts Thursday night, 7:50, Cogra Oval. We have the Dragons versus the Roosters. Yep. Now this is a very interesting game. This one. So the Dragons are coming off that bizarre game against Souths last week, where they were down. They were up 16-0 and um, lost 
what was it? 3224. 24. Yep. So Corey Norman's been dropped. It's about three years later than it should have happened. Adam Clune returns from a concussion. Trent Merrin also returns, uh, taking the place of host on the bench. Ewan Aiken has been named despite a hamstring issue. For the Roosters, Michael, can you please explain some of these changes? So we've got Josh Morris returning from a calf issue. Uh, Tupanua's returning to the back row and Nat Butcher is to the bench with Daniel Fafita dropping out. Flanagan is out. Lachlan Lamb mm-hmm. is halfback and Drew Hutchinson has been called up. Michael, why is Flanagan out? I honestly don't know. There is a mole, the NRL mole. Uh, everyone kind of knows him. He is saying that Flanner was dropped. Uh, it yep. is a bit of a short turnaround for the Roosters. He is Flano has made more tackles than any other any other half in the NRL this year. He's averaging about 22, 23 tackles a game. Maybe Robinson wanted to give him a rest. Maybe he was unhappy with how the Roosters' attack has looked in the last couple of weeks. We've kind of been doing the bare minimum to scrape over the line. I'm not sure. Siwa Takiaho is going to be doing the goal kicking this week by the looks of it. Don't know who... Uh, who will be doing the kicking if he's off the field? I'd say it'd be Joseph Manu. So yeah, there's a, it's a it's a questionable one from Robbo. I'm hoping it's just some rest. Uh, try and give you know everyone in your thirty as much time as possible. It gives Drew Hutchinson a plan, a chance to get some minutes as well. And Lockie Lamb has been a bit explosive off the bench. So yeah, we we'll, we will know more obviously. It, like coming up this week, we'll find out more news about it. But I would, I would just hazard to guess that it's being he's being rested. I hope he's being rested because I like Flatter. Yeah. And are you tipping the Chooks? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I thought. Look, I'm going to tip them. I thought they were quite uninspiring last week. Um, I understand you had players out, but you, you're playing a team with a, of a much lower caliber than you guys. Uh, the penalty goals were boring. Uh, it was unexciting and I've got a feeling there was a bit of body preservation as you said doing the bare minimum but look St George if they can score some points they could they could be a challenge I didn't think they were that bad last week they got they got one back with the bunker after the week before against Cronulla Uh, Tyson Frizzell's beautiful knock-on was awarded a try um, which was a disgrace and I wanted to do an emergency podcast at 10 p.m last Thursday night but Told myself but, it wasn't worth it. But but it didn't yes. affect the result and Souths came back anyway. Sea Dragons fans didn't didn't Sea Dragons fans did not affect the result. Yeah, it would have been quite ironic if I had a podcast to complain about the bunker after I told Max Evans last week that you shouldn't complain when you win. So um, <laughs> I ate my humble pie there. But yeah, I'm going for the Roosters as well. Uh, Thursday night should be a good game. And then Friday at 6 p.m., Manly hosts the Warriors at Lotto Land. Uh, I think Manly will be going, what the hell was that after last week? Um, so Tavita Funa replaces Brad Parker in the centres. Cade Cust is back for Dylan Walker at 5'8". For the Warriors, Chanel Harris-Tavita starts halfback um, with Blake Green off to Newcastle. Ooh. Michael Corbin, who are you tipping? So, uh, first of all, I'd like to point out the Kate Cast two weeks ago against the Cowboys was the best player on the field. He was yeah. fantastic, right? And then Dylan Walker came back, 
Des obviously didn't think that he could play that bench role and got completely dropped from the side. Now, and then uh, in that game, Walker gets injured. Uh, Lock and Croker had to come in and was less than stellar, uh, to put it nicely. Uh, so Cade Cuss gets his spot back. I don't know why he was completely dropped out of his side. Uh, maybe it's just a, a lineup thing that Des wanted to run. But uh, I'm going with uh, the Manly Seagulls to bounce back. Uh, they did versus the best team in the comp last week. And Penrith, are, uh, the dogs are not Penrith. So I don't know. I just, the dogs haven't shown me much recently. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for Manly as well. Um, I mean, I'm not convinced on them, though. I just think I, I can't see them having two losses in a row. Brookvale, I thought um, the Warriors were quite brave last week against the Tigers, um, put in a really good performance. But they, I, I think they will miss Blake Green. Um, but, yeah, Manly, this is must-win for them. They're, they're sitting uh, equal with Souths, but their four and against is, is a lot worse. Um, so they're sitting ninth, but it's equal eighth. Um, their for and against is a lot worse than Souths. And um, this is a game where they, they'd want to improve that. So um, I'm going manly, but uh, not without much, not without any conviction, really. Yeah, I just, I think the loss of Blake Green is really going to tip it over the edge. He does a lot of their creating and is, you know, especially like when you need a, the right kick, Blake Green uh, brings that for you. Friday night. Uh, we love this matchup. It's always fun. There's always a bit of a media circus around it. We have Wayne Bennett against his former club, which he raised from the ground, the Brisbane Broncos. Souths seem like they should get the win here. I was I was really, really, really impressed by Alex Johnson on the weekend. It was Indigenous round, and it was great to see all 32 points from South Sydney. Uh, was scored by Indigenous players. Cody Walker had his best game in probably the last two years. Uh, yeah. He was he was absolutely phenomenal. Really took over the moment Adam Reynolds went down. And, you know, you wonder why you haven't seen that from him over the last couple of weeks. Adam Reynolds is going to be na- his name this week, so he will be playing. Yeah, I... I would... I would if I was a South fan, I would want Alex Johnson to be signed re-sign as a winger as soon as possible because he is brilliant on that wing. He still has he's still one of the fastest players in the NRL and yeah, he was he was brilliant. Souths in a I think it's gonna be a tight one. Brisbane were Brisbane were pretty they were all right. They weren't they gave the Sharks a bit of a scare. They were up there late. Katoni Staggs who we mentioned earlier, let's hope that this uh, incident doesn't affect him too much because he was so so good on the weekend. He ran over. He continually ran over his opposition and was yeah. He, it was their best last week. But I'm sticking with Souths. Yeah, the Broncos have some changes too. Milford's out for a month with a hamstring. David Fafita returns for them, but he probably won't be that match fit. I don't actually think David Fafita has played since. Um, Souths and the Broncos met just before, uh, in round two, just before lockdown. Of course, Brisbane did win that game. Um, so Brody Croft is in the harms with Dearden and Offengowie goes to the bench. Um, you mentioned Wayne's against his old club. Seabold is also against his old club. Um, there is animosity amongst the players over how he departed. 
Uh, I agree with you. Alex Johnson looked incredible on the weekend. Really great to see him do well. He should definitely be re-signed. Cody Walker, I think, think took great control of that game um, while Reynolds was out. I really want to see Reynolds, Walker and Cook combine better. I still feel like we haven't seen Damian Cook's 2018 form at all. Um, and I just think if, if the forwards can get a move on, then um, Souths will win this one. I also want to just shout out Bailey Sirenen, who did a great job in the halves last week for Souths. It's apparently where he played in the juniors, and um, he stepped in, did a great job, and let Cody Walker really take control. So, um, And the other interesting one in this is Isaac Luke and Ben Teo both up against Souths. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, yeah, yes. I'm going Souths. Yeah, yeah, I think should be a tight one. It's not up at Suncorp, which will help Souths a bit as well. So, yeah, sticking with Souths. Three o'clock Sunday after uh, three o'clock Saturday afternoon, we have the Storm versus the Bulldogs. Now, the big news out of this weekend is Cameron Smith is out. Uh, a bit of an AC joint, a uh, bit of burner of the AC joint, so it's likely going to be out for two to three weeks, maybe. Uh, you kind of want to err on the side of caution considering where Melbourne are on the table. I am still sticking with the Storm, though. Yeah. I think um, Melbourne and potentially the Roosters, given what we've just said about their changes, both have an eye to their matchup next week because Pappenhausen is being rested and Nico Hines is starting at fullback. Um, Olam returns in the centres and Riley Jacks joins the interchange. Brandon Smith is at hooker for Cameron. Um, for the Dogs, Ogden moves into the starting side. Um, Katoa starts at hooker and Tolman and Marshall King are benched. Um, and they said that Tolman's little tap last week, instead of going for the two points, wasn't a mistake. But it seems like he's been dropped, uh, benched based on that mistake. <laughs> so um, make out of that what you will. Remus Smith replaces Cogger. This is going to be a different Melbourne side. It's a preview into what we're going to see potentially in 2021. I still think Melbourne are going to win this, but I thought Canterbury were quite gutsy last week. Um, Very impressive against the Eels. Um, They they defended well, but they they just didn't have that sort of big play to get over them. Um, And I think that even if it's a close one, I think the Storm will win. Yeah, there was rumours during the week that Kieran Foran and the Bulldogs could not come to an agreement on a contract extension with the Dogs. And I heard that he might be going up and joining his best friend, Mitchell Pearce, at the Newcastle Knights. We'll see what happens now that Blake Green's gone up there. Uh, I'm not sure how long Blake Green's deal is for, but watch and wait. I, Kieran was fantastic on the weekend. Uh, Kieran uh, Forum was fantastic on the weekend. And he's the only reason why Bulldogs are in these games at all over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. But something tells me if Blake Green just signed a deal, then um, Foran's going to take whatever is being offered at the Dogs. So then the next game is the Knights and the Tigers. Um, both last start losers. Um, so Blake Green is in for the Knights. So Kurtman is at hooker, which will um, be interesting for them. And Randall's dropped out. Bradman Best is done his ankle. Tautau Moga's dropped. Um, Shibasaki and Star Toa, um, 
come in for them. And Brody Jones replaces Sami Solo on the bench. For the Tigers, a million changes. So Harry Grant, as we flagged earlier, is injured. And Alex Twile has done his ribs and is also out. Uh, Mo Zembai is at dummy half. Eisenhuth is back at lock. Talao moves into the centres. And Asu Kapoa debuts on the wing. Joey Leilua returns from suspension. Chris Lawrence to the bench. Luke Brooks is back. Billy Walters um, drops back. Russell Packer returns from suspension. Uh, Sam McIntyre starts in the second row with Luke Garner dropped to the reserves. What the hell is going on? Yeah, the first thing I saw was Moses Embai at hooker when you've got Billy Walters sitting on the bench who started the season for them at hooker. You take Moses out of his position that he's played all year at centre. There's a lot going on here. Madge's, Madge's, I think he's made more changes. Madge's Madge. Madge, Madge has made more changes to the half this year than most teams have made over the last 10 years. Trying to find that right combination. I had Tigers tipped in this game before I saw that Harry Grant was out um, and Alex Twell was out. I and the news of Blake Green going to Newcastle made me made me change my tip. I'm going with the Knights. I think this is this is always a danger game for the Knights. They they tend to struggle against the Tigers, but I am yeah, I'm going to stick with the Knights on this one. I think they're going to bounce back. They were impressive against Melbourne, but you know, Melbourne's a quality side and uh it was a tight game. I'm yeah, I'm going to go with the Knights. I think I think this is a game where Caelan Pong is going to step up. Yeah. Now, these two teams played a very high-scoring and entertaining game in, I think, round one or two. Um, I think it was at, was at Campbelltown or Leichhardt. I think it was at Leichhardt. Um, yeah, look, the Tigers, we've, I've been singing their praises, but they have only won one of their last five games. Um, I thought Newcastle... Uh, that, look, I'm, I'm mixed on them as well I've gone a bit off them since I gave them that A- A-minus rating but I think they'll get the job done Blake Green is a great boost for them how their combinations work out this week will be interesting but the Tigers have the same problem anyway they've got uh, Brooks and Marshall and by Dewey they've got mass changes they've got a few players that aren't going to be match fit um, so I'm going to go Newcastle to get the job done up there as well. This is the big game of the round. 7.30 Friday, uh, Saturday night, we have the Penrith Pampers versus the Canberra Raiders. Uh, Battle of the West. I am going with the Pampers because... Was... Yeah, well, Raiders, Raiders are somewhat West. <laughs> stretch, but okay. <laughs> Massive stretch. Yeah. Let's see. All right. <laughs> Tried to sure. give it a name. <laughs> um, I yeah, Panthers. Panthers have been like you were. You were worried about them last week at Brookvale, and they just they didn't care. They came out. They did their job. They towed Manly at their own home ground. Appy Appy was a late late inclusion into the team, and it really helped them. I'm sticking with I'm sticking with the Panthers. There until they lose, I'm I'm not tipping against them. Yeah, I think you would call this the 1991 Grand Final rematch, Corbs. That's, not the that's what I was West, looking for. That's what I was looking for. Okay, okay. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> Thank you. This is the game that 
is this the game that I think Penrith might lose? I thought it might be Manly, but I, I look, I think Canberra in with a real chance here. They've, they've given the ladder a bit of a shake in the last few weeks. I'm just going to tip the Panthers because I've learned my lesson about tipping against them. But, um, yeah, look, I don't know. I, this, I think this is a danger game for them. It's going to be a lot closer than people think. Um, the Raiders will give it a red-hot go. Um, but most teams are unchanged, which is usually what you see from the top teams that are without injuries, without problems. Uh, Penrith keep banking those wins. It was a huge performance last week at Brookie. Um, Canberra did enough to get the job done in Townsville without doing anything. Um, whether they had an eye to this week, who knows? But yeah, look, I'm going to go Penrith as well. Yeah, Clockstad back for the Raiders, which is a big help. Uh, Rapana was really good at fullback, but I think Clockstad, yeah. uh, his consistency at the back is is going to help them. Tom Starling's been really good off the bench. He comes on and basically finishes the game at about the 25, 30 minute mark. Um, and yeah, uh, John Bateman is, should be, you know, playing himself into match fitness, which is dangerous for the rest of the league because he was one of the best second rowers in the comp last year. So yeah. Mm. Could be. It, it, I think it'll be a tight game. I, I don't think. I don't think Canberra are gonna roll over and die in this one. I, I just. I just think Penrith are a bit too classy at the moment. Yeah, I'm with you. Which takes us to Sunday afternoon at two p.m. on the Gold Coast. The Titans host the Cowboys. Now, if you thought that the Tigers had a lot of changes. The Cowboys are a whole nother ballpark. So Michael Morgan returns uh, from a shoulder injury um, uh, who replaces Clifford, who drops to the reserves with Ben Hampton staying at 5'8". Opacek returns at centre. O'Neill goes to the wing. Murray to Alagi's out. Josh Maguire is back from suspension. So Francis Molo is to the bench. And Granville and em- Emery Perry have been, or Perre, have been called up on the interchange. Uh, Mitch Dunn starts in the back row with Shane Wright, Gavin Cooper, and John Asiata all out of the side. For the Titans, Sam Lasoni returns on the bench in replace of Sam Stone. I am going to go for the Gold Coast. I'm also going the Titans. Uh, they were in it against the Panthers two weeks ago. They were in it against the Roosters uh, last week. They actually outscored the Roosters when they had 13 men on the field. There just was a 20-minute period where they only had 10 men, uh, 11 men, 12 men on the field. Um, so I am, I've liked what I've seen out of the, the Titans. They're, they're really trying in these games, and it's good to see. I really like Fogarty. Um, Brimson's only going to get better as he keeps on playing. It's his second game back from that uh, back fracture. So I'm hoping that uh, you know he starts to find some form. Fodawake has been one of the best props in the competition this year. Should have got a shout-out in our team earlier on, but... Uh, you know, the need to win to get a shout out in that, I think. Um, and yeah, um, Dry Arrow is probably still going to have a shit haircut. But other than that, I'm going the Titans. Yeah, Cowboys have lost five in a row. Uh, Titans aren't much better. They're one from four. They're sitting one above the other at 13th and 14th on the ladder. But the Cowboys, for and against, is minus 84. The Titans is minus 173. So the Titans have a really bad track record scoring points this season. Um, they are second last on points scored behind, wait for it, four points behind the Bulldogs. So 
Um, if they want to win this game, they have to hold the Cowboys to about two and then score four. That's probably the only way they're going to get this done. But <laughs> regardless of that, I'm backing them to do it. Um, uh, which brings yeah. us... Oh, sorry, go. I was going to say, I find it interesting that uh, Ben Hampton, who hasn't played in the halves all year, has kept his spot at number six, and Jake Clifford has lost his spot to Michael Morgan. He's yeah. coming back from injury. Michael Morgan's obviously you know, their captain, uh, so we'll see how he goes in his first game back since the resumption of the season. Which brings us to the last game of the round, 4 p.m. Sunday. The Cronulla Sharks host Parramatta at Jubilee. Sharks off that win last week against um, Brisbane. Parramatta coming off their uninspiring win against Canterbury. Dugan returns at centre um, in his 200th NRL game uh, alongside Ramian. Um, Jackson Ferris is injured and suspended. Talakai moves to second row. Brighton Nakora is dropped. Um, Moylan returns in the pace of Trindle. The para Takarangi's out, um, with, replaced by Ray Stone and Ryan Madison is still a week away after that concussion against the Tigers. Mike? I'm, I'm going para. They were very yeah. uninspiring on the weekend. They only just beat the Bulldogs. Uh, they, just, they, they couldn't score. There's something going on there. It's just a, a bit of one of those games where they just fell asleep and thought that they could get an easy one and just didn't want to turn up to the park. Uh, Sharks narrowly beating the Broncos, scoring three tries in the last 10 minutes, I believe, to come away with the victory. Um, very interesting that Matt Moylan has been named at number six. Yeah. I think this is his best position going forward because I don't think he has the legs to play fullback anymore. Uh, Jesse Ramian's a big big in for them. He's He's been fantastic in the centres. Um, yeah, I... I'm going the Eels, but you know it wouldn't surprise me if the Sharks get up in this one. I, I really hope that the Eagle, the Eels, turn up and actually, you know, play at their best. Because if they do, the Sharks don't stand a chance. But I was just a little worried with what I saw last week. Yeah, defying all the doubters, me mainly, uh, Cronulla have ended up in sixth spot. Um, I think that if Parramatta were to play a game like they did last week against someone like Cronulla. Uh, Cronulla would walk all over them. Um, they were really uninspiring last week. And you've got to wonder if it was just Para having an off day or is it, you know, they're about to go through this little patch here before the end of the season. Um, and if they if they play like they did last week, um, Cronulla will come out uh, and absolutely give it to them. I think it's going to be a close one. I still think that Parramatta's just got the class and the experience at the moment. Um, Moylan... Uh, coming back into the side, I, I think it, I, the combination in the halves has been working well for them. Moylan is always a bit of a risk with his injuries. Um, yeah, so para for me as well. I like it. Yeah. So to recap on the tips, uh, we've both gone the Roosters to beat St. George on Thursday night. And then we've gone, we've both gone, we've gone the same the whole weekend, actually. We've gone Manly over the Warriors. Souths over Brisbane, the Storm over the Bulldogs, Newcastle over the Tigers, Penrith over the Raiders, the Titans over the Cowboys, and then um, Parramatta to beat Cronulla at Jubilee on Sunday. I'm going to have to change some of my tips then. You always get a couple wrong, and I only always get one wrong, so I'm going to have to change something here. 
Just so we have a bit of a difference. Back to back, yeah, to back I sevens. I will also... I will do the same, but I just won't tell you what they are. Maybe I'll just keep mine then. Back myself. Now, you had a very interesting stat for me out of the weekend for that Roosters game, which I said was probably the most boring game I'd ever seen in a very long time. Yeah, it was, mo- to share. It, was, it was the most penalty goals the Roosters have kicked in 19 years. Yeah. A bit, of a, bit, of a, bit of a random, bit of random fact that came up in commentary, but yeah... It's surprising, you know, like you see, I know Wayne Bennett teams have always gone for the two when it's available, but we normally put our foot to you know, the people's throats over the last couple of years. And yeah, it was interesting yeah, to I, see. Yeah, well, early on, you guys have usually gone for the conversion, but uh, for the penalty goal. But when you kept going back for the penalty goal, it was raising a red flag, really. So no. uh, I think the Roosters are... I don't know if the Roosters are just sort of um, chugging along and just going to wait for Sunny Bill to arise, arrive to um, unleash a bit of pain on the rest of the competition. But um, until then, they are looking a bit... Hmm, I don't know. Looking, looking vulnerable is the word I think you're looking for. Yeah, I think... And I, I, yeah, I, I agree. I, um, I haven't been impressed with what I've seen out of us the last couple of weeks. It's been a bit flat bit like i like i said before i think we're doing the bare minimum we knew this three game stretch was going to be a bit of an easy one and we've got the storm next week so we'll see how that goes yeah um and now to tell you that winning is everything and momentum is key as i have been saying um as i said in the build-up to the restart of the season just a quick one but listen to the current form of the top eight so penrith uh the last five they've won five Storm have won the last five. Para are four and one. The Roosters are three and two. Canberra are four and one. Cronulla are four and one. Newcastle are two and three. Souths are three and two. Um, every other team below that has won less games um, than they've uh, won less games than they've lost in the last five, um, which is a sign that if you string some wins together, you will easily jump the ladder in this competition. Uh, I think Cronulla are a surefire sign of that, given where they were five weeks ago. And I think Canberra's um, form in the last five weeks has really sort of um, boosted their premiership chances. So um, competition's looking good. Um, That eighth spot is still up for grabs, I reckon. But Tigers' season, looking a little shaky. Yeah, Tigers are looking a little shaky. One thing that I would like to see out of Souths is for them to beat a top eight team. I don't think they've done that this year. Uh, so that's, a, that's going to be a big test. And they got a Bron- they got the Broncos this week. Really, they should win. But the Cowboys the week after. But I think then it starts getting a bit tricky for them. So we'll see. We'll see yeah. how they, their last, you know, their last five, six weeks are going to be a bit tough. So we'll see how that goes for them. Uh, yeah, and right. pardon, pardon the interruption, but just to shoot one back at you, um, just to confirm, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the Roosters of top eight teams they've played have only beaten Parramatta and Souths. Is that correct? Yeah, we've lost to Para, we've lost to Storm, we've no, Penrith, Storm, and the Raiders. Canberra. Yeah, with Newcastle coming up and Cronulla coming up too, I believe who are one of your danger teams. So yeah, uh, let's see who's talking in a few weeks, Michael. 
And on that, <laughs> it has been wonderful podcasting you once again. <laughs> A nice shade of red on your face. <laughs> uh, we, we knew this would happen when we started podcasting that we yeah. fire shots at each other because we hate each other's teams so much. Yeah. Uh, yes. That is the beauty of rugby league. Uh, guys, thank you again for listening. Please don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Uh, reach out to us if you want. Uh, we're always available. Happy to answer any questions, whatnot. And one more thing, Emmanuel. How good is rugby league? Have a good rugby league. Have a good week. Thanks, guys.